0: The following audio is from Downtown Church, a kingdom-focused, gospel-centered, multi-ethnic, multi-class ministry in Memphis, Tennessee. For more information, please visit downtownchurch.com.
1: Good afternoon and good evening. Um, Welcome to downtown church. We are so happy um, and ecstatic that you are here, that you have taken out some of your family time to come and worship together. Um, So just to let you know what this is, uh, you might be wondering that right now, but this is what we call our lessons and curls. As we, um, as this season, it's the Advent season, as we um, celebrate the first coming, of our Savior, Jesus, and we also are reminded that we are also still waiting the second coming of our Lord Jesus. And you're going to hear some songs and some scripture. Um, it's going to be read. that's going to just prepare our hearts and, and encourage our souls as we continue to wait for our Lord Savior. But we also know that we are not just waiting foolishly, but we are waiting with hope. So, with that being said, I'm going to ask you to stand with me as I call us to worship by reading God's word. Isaiah 11 reads as such: A shoot will come up from the stump of Jesse, from his roots, a branch will bear fruit. The Spirit, the spirit of the Lord, rest on him, the Spirit of wisdom. And of understanding, the spirit of counsel and of power, the spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. And he will delight in the fear of the Lord. He will not judge by what he sees with his eyes or decide by what he hears with his ears. the rule of Jesse stands as a banner for the peoples, the nations will rally to him place for us Let's pray. Lord God, we adore you. Lord, we adore you because you have come to us already. You have come to us in the past. You have spoken to us your word. Lord, you have challenged us to live according to your word. Lord, you have showed, shown us who you are by showing us your face, Jesus. Lord God, we adore you because you still come to us now. You, you come to us through through loved ones, you come to us through the um, power of your spirit, Lord. And you come to us even now as we come together as people to worship you. And, Lord, we adore you because you will come to us at the end. You will be with us at the hour of death. You you will still reign supreme when when everything else fails, Lord. You will still be God when our history has run its course. So now, Lord, we welcome you the God who comes, Emmanuel. So come to us now in the power of our Lord Jesus. We ask this and pray in Jesus' name, amen.
0: Amen. You may be seated. I'm going to read our first lesson, which is the fall. I'll be reading Genesis 3, 8 through 15. Then the man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord God as he was walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and they hid from the Lord God among the trees of the garden. But the Lord God called to the man, where are you? He answered, I heard you in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked, so I hid. And then he said, who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree that I commanded you not to eat from? The man said, the woman that you put here with me, she gave me some fruit from the tree and I ate it. Then the Lord God said to the woman, what is this you have done? The woman said, the serpent deceived me and I ate. So the Lord God said to the serpent, because you have done this, cursed are you above all livestock and all the wild animals. You will crawl on your belly and you will eat dust all the days of your life. And I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your offspring and hers. He will crush your head and you will strike his heel. Please stand and sing with us as we sing, O come, O come, Emmanuel, the Savior of the world. O
2: come oh come Emmanuel, and a ransom captives Israel. and pride, restoring us a childlike heart, to consecrate and set us apart. single come
0: Mo Savior.
2: Chapter 9, verse 2, 6, and 7. The people walking in
0: darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of the shadow of death, a light has dawned. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. Micah 5, 2-5 But you, Bethlehem Ephrathah, though you are small among the clans of Judah, out of you will come for me one who will be ruler over Israel, whose origins are from old, from ancient times. Therefore Israel will be abandoned until the time when she who is in labor gives birth and the rest of his brothers return to join the Israelites. He will stand and shepherd his flock in the strength of the Lord, in the majesty of the name of the Lord, of the Lord his God. And they will live securely, for then his greatness will reach to the ends of the earth, and he will be their peace. And when the Assyrian invades our land and marches through our fortresses, we will raise against him seven shepherds, even eight leaders of men.
1: Luke, chapter 1, verse 26. In a sixth month, God sent the angel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, then the angel left her.
0: Can you stand and help me sing? I invite you to lift your hands up to God. This is a worship service, after all, because He deserves all the glory.
2: deserve the glory. It's just that song. You deserve the glory. For who you are, you deserve, deserve the glory. Everyone in the mercy. You deserve the glory. A merciful God.
0: Luke 1 through 56 and Mary said my soul glorifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior for he has been mindful of the humble stay of his servant from now on all generations will call me blessed for the mighty one has done great things for me holy is his name mercy extend his mercy extends to those who fear him from generation to generation he has performed mighty deeds with his arm. He has scattered those who are proud in their inmost thoughts. He has brought down rulers from their thrones but has lifted the humble. He has lifted the He has filled the hungry with good things but has sent the rich away empty he has helped his servant israel remembering to be merciful to abraham and his descendants forever even as he said to our fathers mary stayed with elizabeth for about three months and then returned home
2: sweet little Jesus, boy, didn't know you come to save us all, to, to take our sins. We are trying, Master. You have shown us how, even when you were dying. This world treats you mean, Lord, treats me mean, too. But that's how Didn't know it was you. We didn't know you come to save us all, to take our sins. Didn't know who you were. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord.
4: Matthew 2, 1 through 11. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, during the time of King Herod, magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been born king of the Jews? We saw his star in the east and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed, and all of Jerusalem with him. When he had called together all the people's chief priests, and teachers of the law, he asked them where the Christ was born. In Bethlehem in Judea, they replied, for this is what the prophet was written. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah are by no means least among the rulers secretly and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, go, and make careful search for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me, so that I too may go and worship him. After they had heard the king, they went their way, and the star they had seen in the east went ahead of them until they stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother, Mary, and they bowed down and worshiped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold and of incense and of myrrh.
2: Shining
5: God praise with a hand clap. You may have your seat. It's always a privilege and an honor to be before the people of God, and in doing so, let me honor God with a word of prayer. Pray with me. Father, we bless you and thank you for how you have consistently come before us and met us in this place. So we ask, Lord Jesus, that you meet us now as we worship you and you alone. There is no other God, there is no other person or thing that stands beside you, for you are God and God all by yourself. And so, Lord Jesus, we ask that you fill our minds and our hearts, that you open our eyes, you cleanse us from all things that will distract us, open our ears to hear you, Lord, hiding beneath your cross. A lot of words of my heart in the meditations of my mouth be acceptable in your sight our rock and our Redeemer all God's people say together amen Amen. we'd like to welcome all of our visitors this evening everyone that is coming from out of town and visiting family this is always an important time to which not for us just simply to come together for us to understand what the incarnation means I have been meditating on that for my time throughout Advent season thinking about how the incarnation is applicable for the way in which we live a couple of weeks ago, what I mentioned was is that it gives us a freedom, that Christ's incarnation gives us a freedom to be intimate with him. I think that that's still the same reality. If you take anything this evening, that's what I want you to meditate on, the intimacy in which God gives us through his incarnation. But why? It is to understand why we have been so distant from God. What are the things that distance us from God? would have been the things that caused many of us to not to want to believe in him and even from what we see around us today where a lot of people have begun to deny God so there are several people over years scholars and philosophers etc who've all argued over the particular doctrines and theologies and philosophized as to why one doesn't believe in God But beloved, beloved, uh, uh, my assumption is that you're here this evening is because there's some belief you have in God, in the incarnation. But what has distracted you from the intimacy in which you desire to be with him? I would venture to say when you look at God's desire to be intimate with us, it all stems from the reality in which he created us. He made us in his image, in his likeness. But yet, there's something that actually has broken that relationship, which we all know is sin. God came as a child to regenerate our hearts because we were dead in our trespasses and sins. And being dead in our trespasses and sins, there is nothing that's good that comes from any human being. Right? Many of us, you think about this. Month, all of the good things that we're trying to do for one another, all of the good things that we're trying to do tomorrow, all of the good traditions that we try to put together, all of the goodness that we try to manufacture comes from where? Isn't God the God of all goodness? Isn't God the God who controls our hearts and our minds and wants to care for one another? And so the beauty of the incarnation is that God wants to be intimate with us. But why? Because he thinks we're significant. If we think about the application of the incarnation in terms of how we do not look at ourselves as significant, how many of us live with false humility or modesty in order to take the light off ourselves? The incarnation doesn't mean that we live with a level of false humility or modesty somebody give you a compliment, what do you do? Oh, no, no, it ain't about me, it's about him. No, 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 God, the reason I look like this, oh, because of Jesus. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Oh, you know, thank you, thank you, thank you, brother. But, you know, every award you see, I want to give an honor to God. But the reality is, is that really us distracting ourselves or diverting the attention to God and his glory? Or is it merely us not wanting to accept Goodness of being complimented for how God has gifted us, made us, created us. That's where I believe the issue of intimacy comes. The level of intimacy comes is when we want to divert the attention from ourselves and bring it to God, but not in a genuine sense of humility. Humility. And so I believe that we're freed from that false humility. We're freed from that false modesty to actually live with the reality of knowing that God created something that was good, which is you. Look at the person and say, with your mask on, he created me good. That's what the Bible says. I'm not telling you anything that the Bible does not say. The Bible says that God created what? Human beings very good. And thus... The freedom that comes for us to be intimate with God is that we are, one, created by him in order to be close to him. He desires that relationship, then to be recognized that we are significant in him, and then to live with hope. Many of us, sometimes we live with, um, I'm going to ruin some of the Spider-Man with you. We live with the level of which we anticipate disappointment. We anticipate disappointment. In fact, we, we, we live like I remember growing up, it was always this phrase in which you say, you live as if the worst-case scenario will happen. The Bible doesn't <laughs> tell us to live that way. To live as if the worst-case scenario will happen, the hope that we have says that victory has already happened. So we live as victorious individuals because Christ is victorious. He's victorious over what? Sin, which actually made our relationship distant. He's victorious over what? The dignity that we have that makes our lives significant. Death that tries to still our lives. He's victorious over the grave. Those things... Think about it. Sin, death, and the grave, actually the very things that give us hope to continue to live. If it wasn't for God being raised from the dead, we would not have any hope in order to live for tomorrow. We wouldn't have any hope in order to live for today. So, beloved the reason that we are here this evening is that when Christ came, he came to free us so that we may be intimate with him, freed from the sins that plague us, freed from the death that we were destined for, and liberated in order to live in the resurrection of the hope that we have. The incarnation frees us to be intimate with a God that loves us. But you need something to live with that. And can I encapsulate it with one word? You need faith. You need faith. And the reason you need faith is because there are so many things that distract you from trying to believe in you having that significance, that intimacy, and that hope. And what I want to encourage you this evening is that as you dwell on the faith that God gives you, Know that your faith has to be something that you believe in every single day. It actually gives you the ability to wake up in the morning and to know that you don't have to believe in yourself, but someone that is greater than you, more stronger than you, wiser than you. The one that actually created absolutely everything. So God did not divest himself of only omniscience and omnipresence and omnipotence. He actually gave His full self so that you may live by faith in him and him alone. And this is what communion means for us. So when you take communion this evening, I want you to take communion by faith. When you take the communion this evening, I want you to think about what God did on that cross. And when he came and was born into abject poverty, knowing that he would have to suffer and his life was already on the line so that we can have what? Intimacy with him. Pray with me. Father, we love you and we thank you so much because what you grant us is a freedom to be intimate with you. And we have to hear that over and over and over again. Because sometimes, Lord Jesus, we don't believe that we're worthy of it, and we are not. But what you have done is made us and created us with a unique desire to be closer to you. And so I pray, Jesus, that we all leave this place desiring to be closer to you. Encourage our faith. Increase our faith. And give us hope for today, tomorrow, in the days and months, the years and generations to come. Until we see you again, help us to wait, knowing that we will be close to you. For we pray this in the mighty name of Jesus Christ our Lord. All God's people say together, amen. amen. As we prepare our hearts and minds for the time in which we will commune with God we need to hear the words of institution which God came and what he did and what he did was he came he did not put gloves on first we'll make that clear it was not a pandemic in my line I didn't miss anything did I You're good he came and he said with his disciples Many of you have read that text in John 13 where he said and he washed feet. And some of y'all come from some traditions where you've had to wash feet in the new year. How many of y'all had to wash some feet in the new year? Lord, we we have been delivered from that. But what we what Jesus did was, he served his disciples. I think about this as a minister every time, and anybody that is doing ministry, and I believe we are all doing ministry, so I think we all need to hear this. God did not create us to be celebrities. He created us to be servants. So, the body of Christ, every single time, if the gospel is about Michael Davis, and every time I preach or lead in worship, or anything that we do to serve our communities, if it's about making us great, We're losing. It's about magnifying the one that wants to be intimate with us. So he sat at a table. And when he sat at the table, he broke bread. When he had given thanks, he said, this is my body, which is broken. Listen to the intimacy. For you. For you. For you. Let that minister to each of you. This was my body broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me because I want to be intimate with you. In the same way also, after supper, he took the cup and he said, this cup is the new covenant of my blood. As often as you drink it, do it in remembrance of me. In the same way, also, after you eat the bread and drink the cup, I want you to think about who you're proclaiming. He says, you proclaim my death until I come. That's what Advent is about, beloved. And so as we come to this table, let us come to this table wanting to be intimate with our Father, our God, who gave his life for us so that we may live in the freedom of that intimacy. Let me pray for us as we consecrate these elements and set them apart from their common use. Before I do, you will be ushered as to how you will be coming down and partaking of the bread. All of our elders are wearing gloves in order to be safe and will continue to be masked. Pray with me. Father, we ask that you set these elements apart from their common use so that they be used so your people will be remembered, your people remember and know that your presence is with them because you desire to be intimate with them. Encourage each heart, even the one that has been discouraged this week and feeling lonely. I pray, Jesus, that you meet them now, this evening. For we pray this in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. All God's people say together, amen. Will you come,
2: Forever Emmanuel, you Savior of the world Emmanuel, you you the heavens roared the earth stood still it's fine no breath he tore the veil the angels sang forever, Emmanuel, Savior of the world, Emmanuel,
4: Emmanuel,
2: In the beginning
0: was the Word, and the Word was with God and the word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, but the darkness has not understood it. Amen. And God came. Jesus came to give us joy. Amen. So I invite you to sing this hymn with us. Because God is with us and he brought us joy, amen.
2: It's true. Yeah.
5: His name. I was hoping for that. Uh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Bless her. They go. All right. Hey, y'all know I always have joy. We should always have joy. It has come into our lives to change us, not just for a moment, but forever. Amen, amen. We, y'all want to have another church service? Okay, you ready to go home? You ready to go home? Will you stand to your, rece- your feet and receive the benediction, leaving this place, knowing that God has desired to be intimate with you, and he will always be near to you so you can call on his name. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God the Father, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all now and forevermore. All God's people say, go in peace, beloved.